Hey, Soul Sanctuary community, welcome back to episode five of our conversations about podcast. We've been working through a series over the course of the last five weeks here at Soul called Essentials. And we are, or we have just done week five, which is the Holy Spirit in the church. And I'm Jordan, and this is Mike, our discipleship director. And we're coming out of that Sunday sermon, talking about some of the questions that came in about the Holy Spirit and the church. And uh, really, Mike, I think we're just focusing on the Holy Spirit for this podcast, because that's pretty much where all the questions came so. in, uh, yeah. which is good. Which is good. I'll re mm-hmm. restate kind of some of the main ideas behind uh, the Sunday sermon, and then that will inform us for our questions. Uh, in brief, sure. we talked about the Holy Spirit being, I mean, we first talked about the Holy Spirit being the weird uncle that we just like know is there, but aren't really sure what to do with. And I think, Mike, even mm-hmm. as we were wrestling through this podcast and answering some of the questions that came in, we were like, yeah, there was some weird uncle status where you and I were like, how do we like make sense of some of these things and then publicly speak about some of these things for our community? Uh, but we talked about mm-hmm. that we actually need to talk about the Holy Spirit so that we can move away from weird uncle status and into um, mm-hmm. the uh, into God. And that was the first point that the Spirit mm-hmm. is is God. Uh, we gave a Trinitarian kind of primer again, tying back into week one. Talked about uh, how it can be helpful. Although it's not, uh, it shouldn't be limiting for us, but it can be helpful to think of Father as Creator, Son as Redeemer, Spirit as Renewer, and we don't reduce the Trinity into uh, their individual functions or modes of operations, and and we don't have three gods that we worship. But that language can be helpful as we start to understand how the Trinity uh, relates to us and relates to itself, how God relates to Himself. Um, then we talked about how the Holy Spirit is a gift, a gift from Jesus, and is the giver of life, how Jesus gave us his Holy Spirit, uh, and how the Holy Spirit is a giver of life. Gives us new life in Christ, does that in a number of ways, including the process of sanctification. Finally, we talked about how the Spirit works to form us into the image of Christ, how the Holy Spirit's job is to cultivate in us Christ's likeness And that makes sense if we think of Christ as the true Adam, uh, or the true man, the one who lived the life that God intended humanity to live, and and then that and then the Spirit then conforms us to His image to be the people that we were actually created by God to be. Uh, talked finally, kind of rounding that out with the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the of life in the Spirit are all social realities: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self control probably missed one, but all those are social realities in Galatians 5 that dictates Mm -hmm. how do we live together as the church? And so the Spirit does a work where, uh, and and the Spirit's fruit in in the church is for the edification of the church, the unity of the church, and to empower the church, God's people, Mm -hmm. to be on mission in this world, to follow through with what Jesus had said, uh, go into all the world and make disciples, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Then we talked about a couple of practical applications, reading the Bible together, which we'll get to today. And then finally, Alpha. Uh, no, actually, it was Alpha, which is what we're kicking off in the fall. Uh, you can find all that on our Life Groups page, more info to come. And then singing. We sang together, which was actually really beautiful, how we sang 
come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And then Steph and her team took that song and moved it into a, a uh, Christ-centered song as we finished off Sunday, praising the name of Jesus, which is exactly what the Spirit does, draws us back to, to Christ. So, man, that's our summary. It's a bit of a long form today, but uh, how about this, Mike? Instead of me reading the question, I think you have the questions in front of you. Let's dive into some of the questions that came from our community. Take us away. Yeah. So the first one we'll dive into um, says, I'm interested in stepping more into the gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, tongues, discernment, etc. What does this look like in everyday life? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll address this. I knew all the Pentecostals were sitting that those our church again has such a wide diversity of people from such different faith backgrounds, like cross your arms, mm-hmm. Mennonites who never lift their hands or like, uh, I, I know there's the odd reformed person sitting in there. Who's, you know, I like to joke grouchy about everything and our doctrines never in line <laughs> enough for them. Uh, but we got the ex Catholics and so many ex mainliners like, our church is mm-hmm. such a wide diversity, but I know our Pentecostals were thinking as I was preaching on Sunday, when are you talking about uh, tongues? When are you talking about gifts? When are you talking about signs of and baptism of the Spirit? But it was the Holy Spirit and the church. We had to get it all into 40 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. That said, Mike, you take that question. Where, where, where are you going to take that question today? Sure. I mean, uh, I kind of... I, changed a bit of my maybe initial thoughts on this uh just from your recap um and i think the very first step in in pursuing these things is actually cultivating a relationship with the spirit um because we can't we can't actually experience the gifts of the spirit if we don't actually know the gift giver of the spirit uh if that makes sense um so i think that's i think that's first and foremost um and I mean, how that looks like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, we pursue the the fruit of the spirit, right? Like, like you said, the fruit of the spirit is, is deeply social. And so if we are, if we're essentially commanded to love our neighbor and one of the gifts of the, or fruit of the spirit is love. If I am, you know, willfully choosing to not love, uh, then I mean, I'm, I'm willfully choosing not to know more uh, the spirit and, and more of his fullness. And so who am I then to ask for his gifts if I'm not, you know, pursuing him and his character as well. Um, so I think that's number one. It's, it's actually, um, and and I mean, when you, when you were talking in your sermon, um, I, I can't remember if you said this, but, but it, it brought me back to, a to a quote that's stuck with me for quite some time. It's, it's that the spirit is a person He's, he's a person, he's not a force to control, or sorry, a person, he's a person to know, not a force to control, right? right. And so it, it's not, well, I just want these, you know, magical abilities, uh, because, uh, yeah, you, you likened the, uh, you, you likened it to Star Wars and the force, right? Like, I, you know, it's not about getting these magical abilities, but it's a, it's actually knowing the, the person who is the Holy Spirit, 
and and then moving into that. And so I then then I think if if we have that as our foundation, we're pursuing relationship with the Holy Spirit, relationship with Christ. I mean, you talked about how it's it's this for like the Spirit renews us and forms us into the image of Christ. If we are actively pursuing that, we are actively pursuing the relationship of the Spirit, the relationship with Jesus and, and the Father. Uh, and then from there, yeah, then we get into the the idea uh, of and pursuit of the gifts. Um, and so, I mean, I think uh, I, it was mentioned here, you know, prophecy, tongues, discernment, et cetera. And, and I mean, some of those are the more uh, seemingly fantastical, you know, gifts, the things that might, you know, a lot of us not have categories for. Um, and so I think it's it's about stepping out. It's about taking risks. Like we're never actually going to experience these things if we willfully put, keep ourselves in places where we're not going to experience those things, right? Like I can't experience going down a water slide until I actually go down a water slide, right? Hmm. Um, I can know everything about you know what it's like to go down a water slide, but it's a completely different situation if I've done it myself, right? Right. Um, so yeah, step out, take risks, uh, but step out in humility, uh, I think, you know, to, to assume that we have it all right. And, and we know what these things are, uh, I think maybe speaks more to the heart work that needs to happen, um, than, than anything else. So always kind of holding these things with a loose, a loose grasp and kind of willing to just be led by the spirit and, and, and how these things happen. Uh, and then when when it comes to, uh, I guess leading into that with that humility, you know, check your motivation. Why why do you want to pursue these gifts? What's the reason for that? Uh, I mean, in I think it's Acts chapter eight, uh, Simon the magician tried to pay the apostles uh, to give him the power to kind of uh, lay the Holy Spirit onto people. Right. And, and that's very much not, you know, the right motivation. And, and Peter even calls him out. It's like, I, I see on you a kind of a heart of bitterness and, and a life of iniquity. Uh, you're, you want this for the wrong reasons. So you're condemned in your motivation. So I think we really need to wrestle with, well, what are our, our motivations? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and then once we, yeah, go, f- go from there. I mean, I think you and I briefly mentioned those motivations would be, uh, what what were those again you mentioned yeah. in, in uh i think dialoguing uh, encouragement it was an encouragement and mission or 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 um, yeah i'd say edification edification and yeah is yeah. when we look at what the the spirit does throughout the new testament mm-hmm. um in function and in conjunction with the church or as the spirit's work relates yeah. to the church it's for the edification of the church, the building up of Christian believers, uh, or for for mission. When we look at the Book of Acts, I mean, the work of the Spirit is is constantly about mission. Are we going out proclaiming, preaching boldly, um, you know, proclaiming mm-hmm. the truth of the gospel as the Spirit enables us? Yeah. So I'd say edification and, uh, um, and mission. mission. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, if, if those aren't our, our motivations, like to pursue these things, if it's not to encourage and build up the, the church that you're a part of, uh, to see God's kingdom come in, in our community and then in our expanded community of, of Winnipeg and beyond, then, 
then maybe we need to go back to the kind of and reflect and meditate as to why we want to pursue these things and and uh, ask the Holy Spirit to give us a right heart of pursuit because He does want us yeah. to pursue these things because these these are the things that that empower us that He wants to gift us with to build His kingdom on earth through the church and then throughout the entire world, right? Um, yeah. And then once you once you've kind of stepped out, you've taken risks. I, I mean. Uh, it's, it's almost, I mean, I don't know if it's almost trial and error for, for some of these things. Like if you want to grow in, in kind of words of encouragement, uh, or knowledge, like that's, you know, words of knowledge. I mean, you're, you're never going to know if what you're hearing from God is from God. If you don't actually go and tap someone on the shoulder and be like, Hey, this, might seem really, really strange. And, uh, you know, feel, feel free, you know, if I'm, if I'm completely off my rocker, that's, that's totally fine here. Um, but I felt like, I felt like this is going on in your life. And is, does that resonate with you in any way? Or this is going on? Does that resonate with you in any way? And just let people respond to that. And you might, you might get a lot of like, no, that doesn't make any sense to me. I have no, like, that doesn't resonate with me. It's like, okay, thanks. Sorry for, for bothering you. And then you go back, but, but you've stepped out, you've taken risk. Um, and I think God honors that because it's, it's us wanting to pursue the work of, of him on earth. And it's, it's a, it's a learning moment, right? Like we, we learn so much more from our failures than from our successes. Right. Mm. So when we, when we, seemingly fail in that moment we're actually quite successful because it's it's showing us okay maybe maybe what i was hearing was was not right and and you know i need to kind of spend more time in prayer or discernment before asking these things or or you're going to get a moment where it's like yeah how the heck did you know that and and i'm sure you'll be as blown away as as that person you know when that kind of happens the first time and be like yeah I, you know god you know shared i I believe in prayer and I believe in Jesus and God's, you know, laid this on my heart and I thought I should share it with you. Can I pray for you for this or, or whatever? Right. So it's, I think it's more about taking risks and then assessing uh, afterwards. Okay. Let me put some legs on this because I think there's probably some sure, people yeah. listening to you that are like, sorry, Mike, you want me to go out in public, tap people on the shoulder and oh, tell them what I think and, God is saying. And I'm not saying that's not difficult. Like <laughs> I don't, I rarely do that because of how difficult that is. Like it's, it's, that's totally okay. But yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, maybe I'll put some like really concrete legs on it. Maybe first, yeah. if this doesn't even have to be something that's, you know, out to the wild, wild west in public. I mean, if we're talking about, right. there is a sense of yep. mission that the spirit enables us for mission. The spirit also enables us for edification. You know, these things may be happening in the context of your Bible study as you discern and read scripture together with other people. And, and the spirit may lead you into mm -hmm. conversation or the spirit may lead you into or maybe give you a, a, a get oh, like a word of knowledge in this one particular instance that you're describing. So I mean, it doesn't have to be the big like the big out there. It could be the real yeah. inside the church community probably safer mm -hmm. inside the church community too. Okay. Here's a really good oh, yeah. example of this though. Here's a really good example is I was onboarding somebody to our prayer team and, um, in onboarding to our prayer team, you know, we're, we're discussing about gifts of the spirit and, and this person made it really clear to me that they were, uh, they, they had a gift of knowledge that, that the Holy spirit regularly reveals things to them about other people that they are ministering to through prayer. And I was like, okay, 
you know, I, I know you a little bit. I don't know you great. And we were just like hashing out kind of how does how does this gift fit in the context of Soul Sanctuary? And uh, as this person was, uh, you know, filling out the forms and doing whatever else to join our team, they asked me, they said, Jordan, if if I receive a word of knowledge by the power of the Holy Spirit about somebody I'm praying for at the cross on Sunday, what do I do with that? And and I'm like, well, number one, I don't really want to like try to step on the Spirit's work and be like, nah, you can't share that. But at the other time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I'm I'm tasked with ensuring that this congregation, this church, is is well shepherded. And so I have a sense of responsibility mm-hmm. for what people re- representing the church say. So like, where's the balance? And so I had said to them, mm-hmm. I said, as we grow in relationship together in you serving in the ministry of this church, I would love it if you shared that word with me and together we discerned. And I was able to bring in if there was anybody else who needed to discern together. And then we could act on this or share on this after a a time of discernment. And with the end goal of being growing in a relationship of trust, where your gift is on display for the edification of this church and for the mission of the kingdom, uh, without, you know, the necessity of Jordan's constant purview or whatever. And I just remember the first time they came to me, uh, it was at coffee break. It was like right after praying at the cross. And they said, Jordan, I received a word of knowledge um in uh in in this area for this person and so they kind of gave me the download during the seven minute coffee break and and the first thing i did was just bounce what they received off scripture and i was like this totally checks out it it found itself totally rooted in the book of james as far as what they were saying and i was like all right this then leads us into action and so together or actually the, 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 the prayer team member asked me to, to go and, and to have the conversation with this, this other person. And so I sat down with them and I just explained, Hey, I don't know how familiar you are with the work of the spirit, uh, in this, in ways like this, uh, but it was a very cool moment where the person was super receptive, uh, to the word that was given and, and we discerned it in community together. And then we took some really concrete next steps that were just, that needed to be taken, uh, after that was shared. Like this happens in the life of our church community, and and this is God at work. Remember in in the sermon we talked. There's no like natural supernatural divide where we just like beg God right. to come into our world to do something. He is by the power of His Spirit alive and well, working in the renewal of His creation, um, and and we step into that work. And so I would mm-hmm. say to people, to that question asker, as you're wrestling through like. I want to explore this more. This is all, all new to me. I would say if you're not hanging out with people who who operate by the power of the Spirit in some of these ways, uh, and barring a work of the Lord who 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 can meet you wherever you're at, but but start hanging out with some of these people and learn from them and sit under their teachings. I will say quite openly yeah. that in my last probably 12 months, uh, those like so largely Nigerians, but Africans in general, in uh, in the Soul Sanctuary community, whose spiritual experience is 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 so much more charismatic than my spiritual experience, has taught me so so much about how God moves around the world, but in communities. And I'm like I'm trying to surround myself with people who who have experienced things that are different than me or who have a knowledge or a category. I think you used the word category before who have a category for the work of the spirit in his creation 
that is outside of something I've experienced. And as I engage, man, I'm just continually being blown away and my eyes are being opened and I'm having experiences that are really, um, that are really cool. And sometimes I'm like a little bit like, I'm not sure what to do with this right now. I need to go home. I need to sit with this. I need to pray about this. I need to bring this to my wife and we hash it through together. Um, but I find myself, yeah, I, I think surrounding yourself with, with people in the, in the life of the church community, uh, who can, who can walk you into deeper waters. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I mean, desperately I, looking for Mike's affirmation. <laughs> Go ahead. Can, can I use this? Can I use this as a good segue maybe into one of our other questions? Dude, you can do whatever you want. We're episode okay. five yeah, of the I podcast. Got the this is right. the last one in the series. Yeah, I'm not sure one. what we're doing with the podcast so, after. You do whatever you want. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip I'm gonna skip one and we'll come back to that one to to maybe conclude uh this podcast, but we'll go to this one because I feel like we're naturally going there or have touched on this a little bit already. But how do we then navigate manifestations of the spirit that that I don't fully understand or maybe view as weird or as you as you mentioned or as we've been mentioning, maybe just don't have a category for? How do how do we navigate that? Those. Are you asking me or are you ready to take a stab at it? Because I just talked a lot. Uh yeah, sure. I can, I can take a stab at it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think my initial response to that is, is just because we find it weird. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not from God. Um, and, and I mean, we can't, we can't base our experience on something from maybe a lack of experience in it. Like, I think just logically that doesn't, hold hold up um so just because it's weird uh yeah it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not from god because the reality is god regularly shook up the sensibilities of those people throughout uh scripture and and i assume he continues in that in that today um i mean it, it talks in scripture about how uh you know his wisdom just is not like our wisdom right um and if he is if he is sovereign i mean this is going all the way back to i think the first uh sermon in our in our series but if he is all powerful all sovereign all knowing like he's he's going to do things that i just don't fully understand or comprehend because of who i am i am created and he is creator uh he is sovereign over everything um yeah so i think i think to to navigate that is to maybe not necessarily shut ourselves out uh immediately when we experience or come face to face with uh, a manifestation of the spirit that we just don't have a category for or we think is weird and you know i don't think god would ever want to make me feel uncomfortable uh instead of maybe halting the brakes that quickly maybe uh you know tentatively keep going and and just you know in prayer and figuring it out um, and not just immediately um, saying no, this isn't this isn't from God. Uh, look at the fruit, I'd say as well. Yeah, straight up uh, the the fruit, right? Like what what comes of this, right? Um, you know, I mean, uh, I think I don't, yeah. In the previous question, it talked about like tongues, right? Like if you're in a room, and all of a sudden, like uh, yeah, like I. Uh, growing up, I, I attended uh, an Anglican church, and they would actually, uh, at that time anyway, 
have described themselves as a charismatic Anglican church. Um, mm-hmm. And I like I I vividly remember, um, you know, at the end of at the end of the the service, you know, people falling down in like Holy Spirit laughter, right? Like just so consumed uh, uh, by the joy of the Lord that that the only response that they had was was just falling down in laughter. Um, I I've had experiences where you know I mean this is this is junior high Mike who has no desire to be sitting on an uncomfortable pew on a Sunday morning. Uh, but they had like the, these kneelers, like during prayer time, like you can yep. fold down these like nicely cushioned kneelers, like they're so much more comfortable than sitting on a pew. So that was why I liked prayer at that time was because I actually got to close my eyes and be comfortable. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, as I was kind of in my moment, you know, hearing the the elderly woman behind me uh, very quietly praying in tongues. Right, like very much uh, uh, this moment between her and God, um, yeah, and, or or just from I, I think I've shared this maybe oh no maybe I haven't shared this before but you know my my dad when he uh, when he kind of started becoming a, a Christian having this this moment where uh, a couple of people from his church were praying over him he he understood everything and afterwards it kind of like to to some of the guys that it clued in that my dad had understood what this prayer was and like you understood that and he's like yeah why he's like because he was praying in tongues um and so like this idea that that you know right and so all these category shaking things but but looking at the fruit of that it's like okay like there was an interpretation for this person speaking in tongues right like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of maybe the other guys around this person who were maybe going okay this person's speaking in tongues i don't understand it but they saw the fruit in that moment because my dad understood and and was built up and encouraged and and brought deeper into his faith right um and so, yeah, looking at the at the fruit of those things is is really really important. Yeah, have, I think. Do you have anything else? You're talking about discernment. Um, so, how do I how do I engage with things I don't understand? I mean, we discern, and we don't discern by ourselves. We discern by the Spirit. And if it's the Spirit's mm-hmm. work, He'll confirm that it's His work in our life uh, or in in our environment. Um, I think we do need a theological here's here's mike giving the beautifully pastoral answers and jordan coming back to theology again but we do need this we do need a theological uh framework which does probably require some depth of learning maybe our next sunday school yep. course is on the holy spirit who knows uh but yeah. there, there there needs to be a theological category um and i also think that we need to ooh, here's jordan um taking a risk I think we do need to have a theological category, but sometimes we're so rigid theologically mm. that we we cast off without discerning, where we've established theological conclusions that are probably reasoned from Scripture, but they're still reasoned by man. And and I think that the Lord might may and has, you know, push us a little bit to say, well, look at like again, learning from Christians from other faith, like from other. Uh, traditions. Uh, we can learn plenty about not just the work of the Spirit, but everything. I mean, there's a good example. A couple sermons ago, we talked about atonement theories. No church council prescribed an atonement theory, and there is a vast array of atonement theories out there, theologically speaking. And I think the right approach is probably to 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 hold a few of them in tension together as to what exactly happened on the cross. But we discern in community, mm-hmm. we discern by the Spirit, 
And yeah, we look to the fruit of the Spirit, and, and we have a theological framework for uh, the work of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. That means we're going to have to read, we're going to have to learn, we're going to have to study together uh, to get to that point. You know, Sunday sermon wasn't meant to, to knock that one out um, and to really hash it through for us, but I hope it gave us at least some legs to stand on as we begin to move deeper into what the Spirit does in our midst. So, yeah, what do I do with it? Yeah, go ahead. A really good resource, I think, uh, just to kind of uh, move what you were saying about just a deeper theological understanding, uh, would be Mm -hmm. this book. It's called Paul, the Spirit, and the People of God by by Gordon Fee. Um, I mean, he he breaks down. uh, This was groundbreaking for me. He, he, He writes very humbly. Um, he's, uh, he's a Pentecostal, uh, scholar or was, um, and he just, he goes through scripture and it's really all about Paul's understanding of the spirit. And, and I mean, it's, it's very much what we, what we heard on, on Sunday from you, where it's, it's the, the spirit is, is everything for the church and for the church's mission here on earth. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, he does an incredible job laying, I think, a very, very solid, uh, biblically accurate. I mean, this is me critiquing a biblical scholar. That's like ridiculous. I'm not um, uh, of understanding the spirit and understanding like, yeah, how do we wrestle with, you know, giftings and, you know, holding these things in tension and what do we do with that? It's yeah, it's it's really great. Mike, let's give away um, a copy of that book. Yeah. Well, let's give yeah, away let's a copy of that book. Um, how, how do we choose our giveaway here? This podcast can be uploaded. Everyone has know. the same. All right. If you text me, the first one to text me after listening to this podcast, sure. I'll buy them yeah. a copy of that book. How's that? Bro, yeah. we're pulling out all the stops yeah. on episode five. <laughs> yeah. You, you no fired me a text. I will I buy you it. a copy of that book. Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. That, that, I think that leads us into our last question, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, yeah, I think so. I think so too. Um, which is um, now kind of talking all about the about the gifts of the spirit and what we do with the with the weird ones. Uh, this one says, uh, and I might have to read uh, the passage here, but it, it says, "What do we do with First Corinthians thirteen uh, verses eight to ten? Have these gifts of the spirit ceased today?" I see you whipping out your your Bible. Do you want to read that? Yeah. First Corinthians 13 verses eight to 10. I mean, the context of this, it's set in like the iconic love passage, the love is patient, love is kind. But really what Paul's speaking about is, is gifts and ma- manifestations of the spirit in their presence. Uh, verses eight through 13. Through 10. Through 10. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of, you touched on it already. Um, and I mean, this is, this is everything that we've been going through in our How to Read the Bible Sunday School class. Uh, the literary context here is very, very important. And, and you mentioned that that it is okay so that like first kind of step of the literary context is that it's in the uh the classic love of chapter first corinthians 13 the quintessential uh wedding verses right 
Um, but you're right. Like the the rest, the the chapters around that chapter is mm-hmm. Paul talking about the the right use of spiritual gifts. He is coming in and he is uh, bringing correction to a church who have been uh, abusing and misusing spiritual gifts in in their midst. And chapter thirteen is kind of that that hinge chapter where how we pursue with the gifts then is by the way of love. If if we are not pursuing the gifts, if we are not acting out our gifts with love for God and love for others at its core, then we mm-hmm. are we then these gifts don't matter. I mean, um yeah, that's like the very beginning, right, of chapter 13. If I speak in in the tongues of men or of angels but don't have love, I'm just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, um, but have not love, I am nothing, right? If I give away all I have and deliver my body, if I go and be a martyr, but I don't actually have love, I don't gain anything, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so, okay. So maybe moving to, to have these gifts of the spirit ceased then, uh, you know, Paul, just from the context here, the literary context, Paul is very much assuming that these gifts are, are active, because mm-hmm. he is correcting the use of them. So they they haven't ceased yet, and he's not going in there and saying, no, just stop this nonsense, it's causing too much headache, let's just move on. He sees something very, very important about the gifts of the Spirit here, and so he wants to correct it. Um, but then as he, it, it's this idea of, will these end? Yes, they will, but when they're no longer needed and are of use and and the way i kind of see it then is is you know when christ comes back and the kingdom of god comes in all its fullness and the bride of christ the church uh his body is is made perfect and is covered in splendor then of course we're not going to need uh the gift of prophecy for the building up of the church because the church will have now been built up in completion right right? Uh, tongues will no longer be necessary because because every tribe and every tongue is now worshiping God together, right? Like we won't need to have words of knowledge for for people because we are now fully known and are and and fully know, right? So I think it's I think I think Paul's getting at kind of the culmination of everything. But in the meantime, these gifts are very important because, as he says, you know, right now we we uh, for we now in uh, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. Everything is just kind of in part right now, and so mm-hmm. these are very important because they are what help us kind of live in this moment, but are won't be necessary. Uh, once everything comes to fulfillment, but love will remain. And so let's make sure we focus on using these gifts in love and rather than our own edification. I I think you're banging on Mike um, in, in speaking about the fact that yes, the context, everything on, I, I, I think implicit in the question is maybe a temptation that we often do with scripture is implicit in the question is like, they said, what do we do with? What do we do with these verses? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. first thing we do is we just read them in the context in which they're situated. Because if I pull those verses right, out, I'm like, yeah. I can I can, I can make that mean whatever I want it to mean. I mean, further to your point, yeah. when Paul is talking about the culmination of all things, 
we are in the book of first Corinthians, like 12, 13, 14. Um, he, Paul is all about orderly worship. How are gifts? Uh, what about mm-hmm. tongues? How does, how does this play into uh, the context of a gathered church assembly? Like we're, we're asking all those questions in first Corinthians. And then we get to 15. Mm-hmm. And what is he talking about again? Completeness. He's talking about or like earlier, he's foreshadowing just to where he's going. He's talking about, well, these gifts, exist upon the return of christ and in 15 he's like all right let's talk about the return of christ now like we're here let's Mm -hmm. talk about the resurrection of the dead let's talk about glorious physical bodies and so i Mm -hmm. think that that's just it like let us read it within the context in which it's situated let's take mike's how to read the bible class we should we're making all the promises in episode five here we should uh we should offer that one online or (laughs) something like that so that people who can't make sunday morning or serve on sunday mornings can make it happen um yeah. anything else to that question mike um yeah no nothing else to that question okay i want to give a really like tangible maybe call to action for our community here as we resolve mm-hmm. um you know we we to see in the last number of months the work of the spirit specifically as we've really leaned in in our worship nights has been really encouraging to me mm-hmm. And I want to just invite people to make time and to prioritize coming to church on Sunday nights when we have those worship nights. Um, Especially if you're asking some of the questions surrounding the Holy Spirit, Mike, you and I, in our pre-meeting, as we just hash out quickly what questions we're going to address, we talked about just the pastoral responsibility that some of the questions that came in uh, put upon us, that we actually need to lead our community in some of these areas uh, pastorally. And I think that Sunday night context really just hit, like it, it hits it for us. And so I, I just, I would just encourage everybody to, uh, to come on out and uh, we'll have some, I think we're going to lead into the fall and, and I don't know, I got to hash it through with you, Mike and with Steph and just get the details down, but be a part of it, be a part of what God's doing in the life mm-hmm. of our community. Um, it's exciting. Sometimes we're building new categories. Um, last worship night, I mean, even for me, um, I said, Mike, or I said to Mike, to you, Mike, I said, I, I heard from the Lord in such a clear, like an explicitly clear way. That's probably not even typical for my, my regular Christian practice. Um, and it was an opportunity, uh, you know, for the edification of the church. And now coming out of that moment, walking with a handful of people, uh, in our community into just deeper things of Christ and the spirits that work in, in the soul sanctuary community, he has been, he will continue to be. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think the question that we ask is, is what, what is God doing and how do I become a part of it? How do I align myself yeah. with the direction that he's already going? So that's my encouragement to the community. You know what? I think we should, we don't have a vision for episode six of the podcast. We don't have a vision for it yet. I'm going to put one more call out to to our community. If you've made it this far, we're 40 minutes in or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've made it this far and you want to see the pod continue, I think we're down, but we probably need some servant leader help to sort some things through, uh, probably some editing. Uh, so if that's you, you want to see the pod continue and you're willing to, to help put some of the time, effort, and energy uh, into it, again, drop me a text. Oh, it's not fair that I said text me because there will be people... There'll be people who do not have my number. Who don't have that. <laughs> okay. Okay. E- email. We're, we're going to, yeah, no, no, we're changing the rules. You have to DM okay. at Soul Winnipeg 
on Instagram. Yeah. I guarantee somebody's gonna yeah. have texted me and they, they will not listen to the end of the podcast. Man, you are <laughs> yeah, in for such a treat. DM at Soul Winnipeg uh-huh. on Instagram and we will get you that book. If you want to yeah. serve for the pod and, and get some editing, you let us know however you want to do that through the DMs or something like that. And uh, do we have any other calls to, calls to action? Come to worship nights. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Be a part, find what, what God's doing, be a part of it. We have a responsibility to lead our people. We'll continue to do that. And then, yeah, I think that's all I got, Mike. Anything else? That's awesome. No, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, Just wait for your phone fun. to blow up now. Yeah, this will be great. Yeah, I'm looking fun. forward to it. Okay, Mike, thank you. And uh, for all of those who have dialed into the Essential Series podcast, we are just thankful for you. And uh, we are, are thankful for you giving your time. We've got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback. Um, and it's just been fun to engage with the ideas to take the conversations further over text message. And uh, yeah, grace and peace to you all.